get on your grind, shorty K. I gave them something to believe in, you know they ain't believe it. Mm. Tried to show them the vision, they ain't zoom in to see it. Mm. Told them about these heights, they said it's too high to reach it. And that had me feeling like Mike, I told them you gotta beat it. See, it's diamonds in your soul, but you gotta dig a lot deeper. See, all of our minds been exposed, but I've been changing the frequency. Sending my prayers and affirmations, way, way past where them eagles be. What I learned in my returns is not all things you need to see. You gotta feel it, the negative talk. It's hard and it'll leave scars and it ain't appealing, but you, you gotta, gotta heal it. There's lessons in there in little layer, but you gotta feel it. Cause the best way to get some air is removing your ceiling. Look, trust me, I know cause I did it. Hit rock bottom, looked around like damn, what the fuck I do with it? I remember the levels and picked up my shovel and I started digging and digging and digging until I got dizzy. And trust me, the spirit been busy. I'm back and I'm paid and I'm busy, so feel like I'm acting the way that you get it. This is for back in the day when they just shit it. I gave them something to believe in, you know they ain't believe it. Tried to show them the vision, they ain't zoom in to see it. Hmm. Told them about these heights, they said it's too high to reach it. And that had me feeling like Mike, I told them you gotta beat it. Yes, Zerski, peace, love, and light. It's the God Lord Christopher, the Living Survival Manual, and I'm back with another download straight from the cosmos. Remember, someone has to see your greatness. Why not start with yourself? Stay blessed, always finesse. Definitely trust the most highest process, the truest keys to success. Listen, I just wanted to get up here like I do every episode to say I appreciate every single one of you who continues to tap in and just, you know, listen, educate yourself, motivate yourself, enlighten yourself, because that's what this is about. This podcast is about motivating, educating, and enlightening our people to see their greatness by investing in themselves. And you have been doing that consistently, and I'm proud of you. Um, I'm also thankful for everybody who has constantly been allowing uh, me to hear, like, you know, words of just inspiration who have been telling me that they aspire to be like me. They are... Um, you know, looking forward to each and every episode because I come with some very uh, informative um, things to talk about. And, you know, that's what this is about. This is about community. This is about education, invoking something within you so that you are able to also reach back and help those who are in need of seeing their greatness. So with all that being said, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And we're going to keep the vibes going each and every day. So let's go ahead and get into it, all right? The vibes here at SYG Studios are to motivate, educate, and enlighten our people to achieve greatness through seeking new ways to invest in themselves. Everything is high level. What we think, what we say, how we feel, and definitely how we act. But before we even get into the energy, take the time to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. We love engagement over here and understand that a village pushes the trend, not just one individual. The support is much appreciated, family, all right? Also, take the time to visit the link, okay? What this link allows you to do, it allows you to join the SYG community on all social platforms. You can copy new merchandise. You can book one-on-one consultations for personal guidance and vendor resources. You can also sign up for the email and SMS text list so that you can be updated 
on new episodes, new projects, and new things to come. Our aim is to not only grow the brand, but reach at least 500,000. Yeah, I got big goals. 500K, a little slight half a million individuals who want me and are seeking the knowledge to live a more abundant life. Now, with all the information being provided, I do want to send out a quick disclaimer. Please take the time to do your own research, family. <laughs> it's very, very vital. My content is intended to be used for motivational purposes only. Always do your own analysis based on your own current circumstances. Now, y'all know this is my favorite part. We're going to go ahead and all together, we're going to step into our God body energy. And the way that we do that, family, is we inhale peace. Then we exhale to receive growth and ultimately see our greatness. So let's go ahead and get into that action. Let's go ahead and inhale peace. Exhale, growth. Now see your greatness. Here's what we are learning and tapping into today. Today is episode 38 of the See Your Greatness podcast. And today we're going to talk about reinventing your being. Reinventing your being. As we are entering into September, um, which is the transitional month, I feel like it's very, very important that, you know, we start to realize who we are. We start to, you know, transition and make a change. Um, And a way to make a change is, you know, taking on that challenge to just wholeheartedly reinvent yourself, right? Um, Actually, let's, yeah, y'all already know I like to go over definition of words and things of that nature. So let's talk about what in definition reinvention means, right? So reinvention is the actual process through which something is changed so much that it appears to be entirely new. Again, reinvention is the process or action through which something is changed so much that it appears to be entirely new. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of just that definition speaks to not only me but a lot of individuals that are in my life, um, I've seen the action in the process that we have all been through to become a completely new person, whether that's mentally, whether that's spiritually, whether that's within our relationships, whether that's within our careers, um, our finances. We are always looking for better ways to become new. That's what I feel like God wants us to do as well. I've never, you know, ever had the the feeling that the creator wanted us to stay the same. Um, That's why he made us different. That's why he gave us the ability to adapt to new environments. That's why he has given us the ability to, you know, create things on a a maximum scale or on a lower tier scale. However, I feel like it's just very important, again, as we go through life, to always look for new ways to in to reinvent ourselves, you know, become something new, become you know, a, a whole new beast, a whole new, <laughs> a whole new, you know, create a whole new kingdom for yourself. Start aligning yourself with with things that you know may seem to be, you know, 
something that you're scared at first, but once you started to dive into it, you realize that, yo, it's not that bad. And it's actually helping to make me better. Right. One thing that I've learned from so many individuals that I look up to, whether it's Eric Thomas, Steve Harvey, Kobe, Michael Jordan, any and everybody that, you know, has went through that process or that action of reinventing themselves, they all realize that they had to become a, a new person in new seasons. Like, I can't be the same person at 23, not really knowledgeable of certain things, not really knowledgeable of myself, still learning, still, you know, trying to figure out what I want to do in my career. I can't carry that same mindset or that same spirit into my my 30s. Like, 30 is different, yo. I'm telling y'all, once you hit 30, especially to my men out here, once you hit 30, it's different. Like your mind changes, your body changes, your spirit changes. It becomes new. It's 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 evolving into you know a new season of itself. It's reinventing itself and preparing itself for again a new season, a season of change. So, you know, it, it it's very vital that you get comfortable with reinventing yourself every so often. One thing that I've always stood by is that stagnant energy is the first leading key to death, right? Our energy has, has, has never meant to be stagnant. It has never meant to be boxed up and, and consumed by, you know, just a, a lack of space, right? Energy is supposed to move forever. It's supposed to be, you know, flowing. It's supposed to create right? And change and evolve. So when you get in a season of, you know, you're being stuck, if you get in the season of you just don't know what to do, that means it's time for you to change. It's time for you to reinvent yourself. It's time for you to take action and go through the process of becoming something completely new, completely new, so that you're able to step into that new age, so that you're able to step into, again, your greatness. So what I decided to do today was, uh, you know, share a video with someone who I, I truly believe will help educate you and enlighten you on how you can reinvent yourself. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, one of the most powerful uh, teachers, especially when it comes to health, mental health, personal development. He educates you in a way that, you know, a lot of people don't, right? His perspective on the mind, his perspective on the body, his perspective on spirit helps to, you know, elevate you. Even you could be in 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 the you know, lowest parts of your mind. You can be in the lowest parts of your spirit, but he has a way of being able to evoke or to educate, right? Something within you that starts to turn the gear, starts to help you create new cells. When, when, when these new cells are created, you're creating a whole new version of yourself. And he teaches about that. So I was watching um, an interview with him and we call him the director, um, I think the Diary of the CEO. Um, he has a, a YouTube, right? All the Diary of the CEO. Uh, he has a YouTube and, you know, he, he, 
interviews individuals in spaces that they know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, these are experts. And um, he brought up Joe Dispenza. And this was a powerful, powerful interview that I feel like, you know, all of us should see, especially if we're going through the process of reinvention. So I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because, you know, I can I can get the rambling. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. Go ahead and share. Right. Bring that up. Let me see. Can I? Yeah, we'll do it like that. We'll do it like this. That's cool. All right. So we're going to go ahead and play this video. Um. I'm going to probably play a little bit of it, and then y'all just let me know, okay, what y'all think about it. Reinventing yourself. If you understood what you were doing and why you were doing it, just like learning anything, if you if you understood a formula, I think it wouldn't be as hard as you think it is. I mean, because there is a way to change. And step one in that process of change is new information. Always. It's the forerunner to any experience. Without the information, we doubt that it's possible. And the, again, the, the information and the science removes the doubt. I've, I was doing some research recently about um, why people change their beliefs and why they don't change their beliefs. And some beliefs they're more susceptible to take on. Some information they're more they're susceptible to take on. One of the things I read about was when they believe the source. Another thing I read about was when they, when it's good news. So if in studies where they say to someone, you're more attractive according to the public than you believed, mm -hmm. they're likely to shift r rather than finding out they're less attractive. And also things like health, you're more healthy than you thought you were genetically, they're more likely to shift to belief. The nature of our beliefs and the nature of belief change. Um, I, I was writing in, in, in my book about how um, looking in the mirror and telling yourself something like some of the sort of modern day manifestation community believe doesn't seem to work just looking in the mirror and telling myself that i'm beautiful and rich and successful and powerful doesn't seem to be an effective way to cause actual belief change do you agree or disagree with this idea that you can look in the mirror and say something to yourself when when we study belief and the change in belief uh, I'll, I'll answer it on two levels, Stephen. The first level is that <clears throat> in order for a person to change a belief or a perception about themselves and their life, the majority of those people made a decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision carried a level of energy that was greater than the hardwired programs in their brain and the emotional conditioning in the body. As I said earlier, their body literally responded to their mind. The choice that they were making became a moment in time they would never forget. They'll tell you where they were, what time of day it was, who they were with when they made up their mind to change. It became a long-term memory. And the stronger the emotion we feel, the more altered we are inside of us, the more we remember that choice. That's why we need pain sometimes. That's when you said, when you painted yourself into a corner and you said, this is it. I don't care how I feel, body. I don't care how long it takes, time. I don't care what people think. I don't care what's going on in my life environment. I'm going to do this. And you made up your mind the moment you felt that. I'm sorry, guys. I ended up pausing. One second. I'm trying to bring it, bring it up. 
bigger for you all. What happened? It went to a whole new video. Come <laughs> I'm <laughs> one second, one second. Let me let me get back to it. I don't know why it went to a whole new video. You understood a formula, I think it wouldn't be as hard as you think it is. I mean, because there is a way to change. And step one in that process of change is new information. Always. It's the forerunner to any experience. Without the information, we doubt it's possible. And that, again, let's go back. I apologize, guys. Yeah. This is why I need Things to get like You're more healthy than you thought you were genetically. They're more likely to shift a the belief. There we go. The nature of our beliefs and the nature of belief change. Um, I I was writing in 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 my book about how um, looking in the mirror and telling yourself something like some of the sort of modern day manifestation community believe doesn't seem to work. Just looking in the mirror and telling myself that I'm beautiful and rich and successful and powerful doesn't seem to be an effective way to cause actual belief change. Do you agree or disagree with this idea that you can look in the mirror and say something to yourself? When, when we study belief and the change in belief, uh, I'll, I'll answer it on two levels, Stephen. The first level is that in order for a person to change a belief or a perception about themselves and their life, the majority of those people made a decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision carried a level of energy that was greater than the hardwired programs in their brain and the emotional conditioning of their body. And as I said earlier, their body literally responded to their mind. The choice that they were making mm -hmm. became a moment in time they would never forget. They'll tell you where they were, what time of day it was, who they were with when they made up their mind to change. It became a long-term memory. Mm -hmm. And the stronger the emotion we feel, the more altered we are inside of us, the more we remember that choice. That's why we need pain sometimes. That's when you said, when you painted yourself into a corner and you said, this is it. Mm -hmm. I don't care how I feel, body. I don't care how long it takes, time. I don't care what people think. I don't care what's going on in my life, environment. I'm going to do this. You made up your mind. The moment you felt that emotion, you were aligning to a new future and to change. Mm -hmm is to be greater than your body, to be greater than your environment, and to be greater than time. And so when a person comes out of the resting state, because your body is trillions of cells, 70 trillion cells, and they're all spying on your brain. Mm -hmm. And if you were sitting there and, and you said, nine out of 10 times, I'm going to fake standing up. One time, I'm actually going to stand up. Before you ever made that conscious decision, your body is so precognitive, it already knows when you're going to stand up because it's got to release a certain amount of adrenaline so the same volume of your of blood goes to your brain. Right. So if you're sitting on the couch with a remote control and you got your cell phone here and your iPad here and your computer here and your dog here and your beer here and a big TV there and you're eating your popcorn and, and you say, you know, I, I think um, I'm going to change tomorrow. <laughs> you know, what do you think your precognitive body is going to say? Relax. He's lying again. Right. He's not. He's not willing to 
he's not willing to signal the body it's time to ride you know it's not there's no signal to the body and so making that choice to change your state of being with a clear intention and elevated emotion actually changes your state to believe in that future more than you believe in your past keep it up keep doing it that's a big explosion in the field that's important that's a change in energy mm -hmm. and nobody changes until they change their energy and when they change their energy they change their life so then you make up your mind to do that and all of a sudden you have that synchronicity you have that serendipity you have that coincidence and all of a sudden you're did y'all hear that i just had to you know had to pause it there when you change your energy you change your life and that's that's very true we are energetical beings. Spirit is energy. Soul is energy. The mind is all energy. The physical realm and all of the things that we have that exist right now, it has all been created from or by energy. So it is very true that when he says, when you change your energy, you change yourself. Where energy lies, whatever energy lies in within you, that's what you will be or become. Period. That's why we are called human being. That being piece. What are you being? <laughs> what are you being? You're saying, hey, that worked. Something I did inside of me produced an effect outside of me. I'm going to pay attention to what I did. I'm going to do it again. Let's try it again. Let's the experiment continue. You do it again, and then you say, well, when did I stop disbelieving? Oh, my God, I stopped disbelieving when I ran into that person. We had that conversation, and oh, my God, I, I returned back to my old belief again. Okay, next time that happens, I'm gonna. this is what I'll do. You rehearse it in. So your evolution in your belief in self it changes as well. Mm -hmm. So then so many people, second point, will actually say this. You know, I read the philosophy i understand the knowledge i understand what it means to change i understand the power of meditation i saw the testimonials i saw people heal i believe it's the truth mm -hmm. i just didn't believe it could work for me mm -hmm. this is a big moment this is a moment where you step out of the bleachers and you got to get on the playing field mm -hmm. that's the person who says if this works and i believe it, it works i got to prove it to myself right. i got to actually i got to actually prove it to myself that i believe that it could work for me right and some of them show up every day for a year and never miss their work, never miss their meditation. A whole year and changing from the old self to the new self. They were doing their meditations to change, not to heal. They were doing their meditations to change. And when they changed, they healed. They did their meditations sometimes three times a day because they stopped believing. They stopped disbelieving. And they were like, I defaulted. Why? Because I'm feeling the emotion of my past. Some stray thought, some response to someone or something caused me to feel it. And I forgot I'm back to the emotion mm -hmm. that's familiar and I can't believe in that future. I'm believing in my past. Mm -hmm. Let me sit down and change my state of being again and get up believing in my future again. And sometimes they had to do it three times in one day. And when they understood that's the environment that signals the gene, that's epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And the end product of an experience in the environment is an emotion, and it is. You could actually signal genes ahead of the environment by changing your emotional state. They were doing it with that intention. Mm -hmm. And when you assign meaning to the act, you get a greater outcome, and you turn on the prefrontal cortex, and now your biology literally begins to change. And we have data that suggests by just having the intention to make certain genes, 
to make certain proteins or signal certain genes and make certain proteins. Just having the intention literally begins to cause the body to make those chemicals. Yes. And what causes relapse in those moments? Because I've had multiple moments of where I thought behavior change had been established and I managed to conduct a new habit cycle and new behavior, favorable in, you know, intended behavior for a period. And then something happens in my life almost subconsciously Mm-hmm. seamlessly seamlessly and i'm back yeah to all the old circuitry you went unconscious you went unconscious and normally it's uh, unconscious to some thought mm-hmm. or some response in your environment you see someone or you do something or you have some interaction in your outer world and the moment you have that interaction you caught ca- it causes you to feel a certain way and you return back to the past, basically. The emotion is the past. And that the body's actually living in the past. It's so objective, it doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between the real life experience that's creating that emotion and the emotion that person's living by every day. It's believing it's in the same past experience again. And it will behave in the past and it will think in the past. Subconsciously. Subconsciously, seamlessly. So I could, for, for example, if going to... I don't know, let's say France. I had a traumatic experience in France when I was 10 years old, let's just say. And then I go to France when I'm 30 years old and I get back, I just start eating junk food, Mm -hmm. for example. And I don't know why. I've like fallen out of my gym habit and I'm eating junk food. Theoretically, that could be my subconscious that's um, falling back into a, it's experiencing that survival without me knowing knowing it. Yes. So, so if to change is to be greater than your environment, Mm -hmm. to be greater than your body and to be greater than time, Mm -hmm. then your neocortex, your thinking brain is a reflection of everything you know in your life. It's an artifact of the past. It's a record repository of everything you've learned and experienced to this date. And you have a neurological network for everything known in your environment, Mm -hmm. your parents, friends, car, your computer, every object, every person, everything. You have a neurological network for your identity as your body, from your past, your ambitions and your future. Your brain is a reflection of everything that's known. And because you've experienced all these elements in your environment, there's an emotion associated with it. So you have an emotion associated with certain people, different emotions associated with other people, different emotions associated with other objects and things and other places in time. Mm -hmm. So then there's so much research to show that when you put a person in the same environment and they see the same people and they go to the same places and they do the same things at their exact same time, it's no longer their personalities creating their personal reality. Their personal reality is creating their personality. Their environment is controlling unconsciously or subconsciously the way they're thinking and the way they're feeling. So when they see their coworker, when they see their friend, when they see their parents, they're seeing their parents, their friends, their coworkers, and the neurological n- network as a memory of the past. And because every one of those people has an emotion associated with it, they start feeling the emotion that's connected to them. And now their state of being then is returning back to the past. So then to change then is to be greater than your environment, to think, act, and feel differently in the same conditions in your life. That's called change. And how does how would I do that? Wake from, you know, I walk in, I see my parents, mom, dad, dog, house, where I grew up in. Is there something that I do in that moment before that moment, when I woke up that morning to make sure that I didn't slip off into the unconscious um, memory and then for, and therefore get the sort of unconscious feelings about 
that experience. Well, whatever it is that you want. If it's if it's overeating, I don't know. I'm making stuff up. If it's some emotional button that you have with your family, mm-hmm. and and you don't want to feel that way, yeah, I would rehearse that. If if I didn't want to have that, if mm-hmm. if you have a great, if you're, in, I mean, I go to, when I would go to my parents' home when I when, when I got older. It was all most of the associations were so fond for me, just being at home and being with my parents and remembering where I grew up. It was always fun for me. And and coming back and seeing how much I changed in coming back and seeing the, the life that I lived at one point, you know, one point in, in uh, my timeline. So if it's something that you truly want to change, you're going to remind yourself how you're not going to think. You're going to, re- you're going to remind yourself how you're not going to act. Mm-hmm. You're going to remind yourself how you're not going to feel. And you got to, Remind yourself enough time so you don't forget because the moment you forget, you go unconscious. Then you're going to remind yourself how you are going to think. You're going to remind yourself what you're going to do and rehearse it in your mind. And you're going to remind yourself what feeling you want to stay in the entire time so you don't default back to the old self. If you practice that, I guarantee you, you'll make some progress. If you lose it, nothing wrong. Tomorrow's another day. You got another chance and we just get really good at whatever we practice. So then when you and I'm gonna stop it right right there. I'm gonna stop it right right there at you know what he was saying. You know, you get really good at what you practice, right? So if you're trying to reinvent yourself, if you're trying to become a better person, if you're trying to reinvent your being, right, you have to feel, think, and act differently, sometimes in the exact same environment. And then you have to continue to do that. Don't forget. Don't forget. Because the moment that you forget, you start to relapse back into that old being. You start to relapse back into that old mind. You start to be relapse back into those old feelings, those old acts. And in turn, it, it, it pushes you back into that old being. And that's just not what we want to do is not congruent in progressing. It's not congruent with, you know, seeing your greatness. Anything that takes you back to a place that is not beneficial for you, is dangerous for you in your mind and your spirit and your heart and your finances, whatever area, it's just, it's just not meant for you. And so when you're changing and you're evolving and you're becoming a new being and you're thinking differently and you're acting differently and you're feeling differently, you have to continue that battle. You have to. The body and the mind, they're, they're, they're like habitual things. The more and more you do something, it, it, it takes that on and it becomes that. So the more and more you think positively, you'll start to do positive, feel positive and think positive. But in retrospect, the more and more that you feel bad, think bad, and do bad, you'll become bad. So I felt like that was, you know, an amazing, um, amazing, you know, dialogue when it came to reinventing your being, reinventing yourself. Um, And I feel like, again, it's essential. It's an act. It's a process. And I am wholeheartedly an advocate for action and process. You know, I was talking to my cousin earlier and he was uh, uh, telling me, he was like, you know what, cuz I just hate the process, man. I, I don't really care for the process. I just want it, when it, want it right then and there. I just want it done. I said, Curtis, like, you know, you have to learn to embrace the process, man. 
You have to learn to embrace the process because that's what makes you. That's what creates you. That's what molds you. The in-between. Remember I said a few podcasts ago, nobody's going to remember from the day you were born and the day that you leave here. They're going to remember that dash. They're going to remember what you did in the in-between. So reinvent yourself in that in-between. Become a better person in that in-between. So that they immortalize you, so that you immortalize yourself, so that you see the change in what you become before we get to that expiration date. This is life's experiences. This is what evolving is. This is what learning is. This is what seeing your greatness is. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope y'all enjoyed that knowledge. Um, and I, I feel as though it's very, very helpful if you do want to reinvent yourself, reinvent your being, reinvent your uh, your circumstances, you know, just overall well-being of becoming better. I know Dr. Dispenza, you know, educated y'all on that. So, you know, I ain't going to keep going. <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead and move to the last um, couple of segments. We're going to go ahead and move into new upgrades, new, new upgrades. And new upgrades, we, you know, we just like to find different cover stories, news, and things of that nature that is very inspirational, enlightening, and I feel, you know, can help push us uh, in, in the right direction, in the right direction, especially for, like, my creators, things of that nature. Um, it's always important to just, just learn new things, what's happening in the world. Um, all of the above. So I'm going to actually share my screen one more time. <laughs> I'm going to share it one more time. And I'm going to show you this article um, about a founder who created a 3D, uh, 3D game for children in education. And within this game, she, you know, realized that, you know, she realized her true power, but also the power of, you know, educating uh, children in a a better way and also just meeting them where they're at. Like I'm a huge gaming advocate. I love video games. I've been playing games since, you know, the beginning of time, <laughs> right? Since the beginning of video games being invented, I'm not going to go that back. I, I think my first system was like a uh, super Nintendo. Um, my first game was, was Mario. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I just, I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was like my happy place. It was my, you know, oddly enough, this is my place where I could, you know, think freely, um, utilize critical thinking skills. Um, you learn how to be honestly reactive quicker, things of that nature. So video games have a a good way of educating and teaching you on different things um, if it's in the right hands. And, you know, they put it in the right hands with this one. So we're going to go ahead and share the screen one more time. Right. Let's see if that populates in. It's loading. Oh, all right. I'm waiting for it to load. Okay, there we go. So, founder. And this is from Afrotech.com. Um, Afrotech.com. I really love this platform because it highlights you know, our melanated people and the amazing things that they're doing in different spaces. 
Um, so this one is um, on a founder by the name of Edna Martinson, who left her full-time job to support the youth by launching an interactive 3D gaming platform. And this is written by Samantha Doreska, um, August 30th. So that was today or yesterday. Um, Edna Martinson stepped away from her full-time job to support the youth through learning and its courageous decisions she does not regret. Martinson first moved to the United States in 2009 to pursue higher learning. She completed an undergraduate degree in international business at Park University and later earned her MBA in 2016 from the University of Missouri while working at a part-time job with a commercial real estate company. When she was working on um, securing her MBA, she met Clarence Tan, a game designer who later became her husband turned co-founder. They both shared a passion for children in education. We had, we had friends, and this is a, a quote from her, we had friends who were teachers in elementary classrooms and we would hear them say, it's so hard. I have 25 plus students in my class and they're all on different learning levels. A fourth grade teacher would talk about how some of her kids were at a second grade, even first grade math or reading level. So we saw an opportunity to really bring games into the picture in a way that would motivate the kids to love learning and re-engage their love for subjects like math and reading as well as help teachers who are super overwhelmed and stressed by giving them a better way to facilitate learning. In 2018, the duo ventured into what Martinson calls the mom's basement phase. With little funding and bouncing from, uh, and bouncing from pitch competition to pitch competition, the priority was creating a prototype to show teachers and children in classrooms. We knew exactly what teachers wanted. We just had to go out and build it, Martinson explained. In 2019, the platform secured 50,000 from Launch KC and 100,000 from AT&T's Accelerator Program to assist its development and programming. As soon as the pair had a minimum um, viable uh, product, MVP, to introduce to the market, bottle learning and interactive 3D game intended to help kids from kindergarten to sixth grade learn English and math was officially launched in 2020. Excuse me for the noise in the back if y'all can hear that. They're, they're uh, cutting the grass in our apartment complex. <laughs> when we were thinking about building an educational game for kids, we wanted to center it around characters that kids could really grow to love and that had a really special meaning behind it. Martinson Express. So we built these bottle-headed characters, or um, uh, we built these bottle-headed characters, and that's where the name of the company comes from. As kids are learning in the game, they're collecting new knowledge points so their heads are filling up with knowledge, which they can then use to do really stuff in their virtual environments and make their virtual worlds better. And I think this is like a little description up here of the game, right? Um, at the start, bottle learning attracted 2,000 users. A sprout would occur amid the COVID-19 
pandemic, as many educators were looking for a tool that could prepare them to transition remotely. Martinson quit her full-time job as demand would grow to 50,000 users in 2020. Our focus shifted from trying to explain to educators how Bottle could help them in their class to just helping them get onboarded because educators already knew this is exactly what they need. If I print out worksheets, complete their worksheets at home, how am I going to drive around and collect all these? So I need something that's going to be digital, something that kids are going to love. It was a big shift for us, Martinson said. After a couple months, I had to quit my other full-time job and just drive full-time into Bottle because the need was so huge at that point. We were getting 100-plus messages a day on the live chat of teachers. It was a big shift for education as a whole. Today, Bottle Learning has climbed to 5 million registered students, Martinson says. Looking ahead, they plan to expand their impact beyond the walls of the classroom to to provide uh, parents healthy screen time options. And again, this is on Afrotech.com, written by Samantha Gariska. Samantha is a Houston-based journalist and photographer whose mission is to impact communities through the gift of storytelling using the written word or visual media. And she also completed her BA at the University of Texas. Oh, man, that was powerful. That was very, very powerful. That was very, very powerful. I definitely um, enjoyed that. And I believe that, you know, we need to come together to continue to produce more things like that. You know, I was literally having a conversation with my mother the other day about this issue on how, you know, a lot of students aren't reading um, in their level. A lot of students are literally reading two grades below their reading level. And if we're going to continue to grow and elevate, we have to reach back into the next generation to come. They are going to be the founders that lead us into the next season. And if we're not preparing them properly, whether in the school system or more importantly, or most importantly, in the home, it's going to lead to a downfall in us being able to learn, create, and build. That's what we're supposed to do as beings in this world as well. Learn, create, and continue to build. Let's continue this mission that Miss Edna Martinson and her uh, husband, Mr. Tan, have started. They have built something very constructive. They have built something very educational, and they have built something that can be enlightening to us all. This is what this is about, helping others, helping ourselves, and creating a better life. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope y'all enjoyed that new upgrade. Um, We're going to go ahead and move into TPQ, 100 Days of Thought-Provoking Questions. Um, Questions that I would ask the 1% of how they got to their particular situation, maintained it, and how they are reaching back to assist others who are trying to get to their level. These questions are also for you to answer as I answer them as well, because I will be in that top 1%. So 
day 28, 100 days of thought-provoking questions, we have, how do you embrace failure as a stepping stone to success? How do you embrace failure as a stepping stone to success? I believe that failure is where you're supposed to learn how to get better. And in return, that'll help you progress towards whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever goals you're trying to accomplish, whatever desires you have. Not everyone is going to get into something and automatically know how to do it at the highest level. Before I started recording and podcasting or even before I got into my career in mental health, it was all new to me. I failed and failed and failed over and over again. But in each and every part of that failing, I was able to step into a new version of myself, step into a new season, step into a new environment of meeting individuals that can help me evolve. Failure is key. Without failure, there is no success. There's no success without failure. You, you, you wouldn't be able to identify the two. So as you go through your journey, as you continue to take each and every step, learn the process. Understand that failure is going to be a part of it. Don't let failure consume you more so than use utilizing the failure to elevate you so that you can grow into the greatest version of yourself. Failure is going to exist as long as life exists. Success is going to exist as long as life exists. Embrace it all. So that's my advice for that. Day 28, 100 days of thought-provoking questions. How do you embrace failure as a stepping stone to success? I love y'all, man. I really, really do. I really, really do. And, and I do this because I genuinely care for your growth. I genuinely care uh, in seeing you become better, motivating yourself, educating yourself, enlightening yourself. Invo I'm, I'm, I'm invoking that dormant spirit that lies within you. Remember what See Your Greatness stands for or SYG Studios stands for. Sow your gifts so that your ultimate desires impact oppressed spirits. Again, sow your gifts so that your ultimate desires impact oppressed spirits. We all have gifts. We all have the ability to change. We all have the ability to reinvent ourselves and help others in the process. So I love y'all, man. Let's go ahead and get into some words of wisdom, and we're going get to get up out of here. We're going to go ahead and get up out of here. What do we have today? What do we have today? Mm, let me go to my notes. I have tons of, like, knowledge in here that I get from like different interviews and things of that nature. So here's one. And it goes, once the saint was asked, what is anger? The saint replied, it is a punishment that we give ourselves for somebody else's mistake. Again, once the saint was asked, what is anger? The saint replied, it is a punishment we give ourselves for someone else's mistakes. In that, I want you to ask yourself, how many times have you punished yourself for somebody else's mistake? How many times have you gotten angry because somebody didn't understand? How many times have you gotten sad because 
somebody didn't understand. <laughs> it's a punishment that you're giving yourself for somebody else's mistake. Sometimes it's a punishment that you give yourself because of your mistakes. Stop allowing yourself, stop allowing other people, right, to cause you or to drive you into those emotions, those feelings, and those actions. You have dominion over you. You are the captain of your ship, all right? So with that being said, man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to elevate in every single episode. And y'all already know the motto. Remember, someone has to see your greatness. Why not start with yourself? Stay blessed. Always finesse. Definitely trust the most highest process, the truest keys to success. Continue to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Continue to answer the questions for 100 days of thought-provoking questions as we continue the journey. Share this with like at least 10 to 15 of your friends, family, colleagues. Let's get the like goal up to, let's get 10 likes. Let's get 10 likes. Um, and let's continue to just grow, evolve, and, and, and become the best versions of ourselves. We all tied in. We all even. Love y'all. Peace.